Everything's Messy podcast brought to you by Dreamweaver Media. So incredible company. I'm so excited that I've had the chance to work with this company. Let me tell you, if you are looking to level up your podcast, level up your business, anything that you need to get very clear and laser focused with your goals for your company, you need to reach out to Dreamweaver Media. They have a strategy session report that they will do for you. And what that will do is you will discover your dream audience persona, define your business's why, craft a brand identity that speaks directly to your target audience, identify your marketing goals and create a custom plan and receive a detailed visual shoot plan that brings everything to life. Let me tell you, this company is amazing. So reach out to dreamweavermedia.co, that's dreamweavermedia.co, check out their website for more information. This is Everything's Messy Podcast. Welcome. I'm so excited for today. Before we get into that really quick, though, I just want to let you know, if you didn't hear last week's episode, please go back and listen. We talk about mindset and carbohydrates and just all fun stuff last week. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. Today, I have with me Beth Warford. She is the founder and owner of a company called Pretty Loaded. You know, one of the things that I've wanted to talk about is situational awareness, being a mom, homeschooling, being out. You know, we take a lot of things for granted. We we are distracted. We don't really, um, you know, look at our surroundings and what's going on. And this wonderful, wonderful woman has created this company based on a personal experience that she had. And I'm so excited to have her. I'm so excited to talk about situational awareness. It's so important. It's very near and dear to my heart. So without further ado, here is Beth Warford. Okay, today we have Beth Warford uh, from Pretty Loaded. And I'm so excited that she's here on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about situational awareness and all things come to be. Welcome, Beth. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your background and maybe how this got started for you? Right. So many years ago, actually, it's going on almost 10 years ago. Um, I was at a hockey game with my two oldest daughters and a person was stalking me. And I went out just to get some chips and I, I had no idea, but I just, you know how you feel like something is wrong and I looked behind me and there was this man just shaking and staring me down so I ran back into the game I told my sister and my sister said he's been staring at you in the stands this whole time he won't and you did not know him you hadn't did not did not know him no and so then at the end of the game I just kind of forgot about it we were waiting by the locker room for her daughter to come out and there were just a few of us mothers standing there and he came up again and stood right across from me and just was shaking and staring me down and looked like he wanted to do something. And I literally just put my head down and I froze and I was holding my girl's hands. And my oldest was crying because she was so nervous. The other ladies didn't know what to do. But fortunately for me, my brother came back into the game and just the fact that he walked up to me and started talking to me and that guy took off. Wow. So I don't know what that guy had, you know, with me, but I, uh, I did some things wrong. So I had little or no eye contact mm. and that's the worst thing that you can have. He, he may have been targeting me because of the way I was dressed. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, 
I don't know why he had, you know, that type of interest in me or why he was coming after me, if he was just going to rob me or what he was going to do. He was clearly trying to intimidate me. Yeah, he definitely sat you out, it seems like. He did. He did. He did. And so that changed my life. I cried all, all the way. I had my brother uh, walk me to my car. I was shaking. I literally started crying. I called my husband. I told him what happened. I was embarrassed of myself, you know, freezing. But after doing what I do, most people freeze if they don't have the mindset, if they don't know what to do in those situations. Um, also, I had the background of being a, a pediatric ICU nurse and a sedation nurse. So I took care of a lot of children that were, I had to take them off of life support that were kicked down the stairs, you know, in a, oh my God. In, a in a car seat and I had to take them off the ventilator or... The youngest child that I had to do um, a sedation for a rape investigation was a two-year-old boy. Um, I can tell you, I can tell you story after story after story. And um, we back then we had to prepare the body and take the body to the morgue. Oh my. Uh, we had no counseling, so this has kind of been burning inside of me for a long time. I, I used to work in downtown Minneapolis Children's Hospital, Kansas City Children's Hospital, so I worked in very dangerous areas. Um, and so this, this kind of, when that event happened, I thought I had to do something about it because now it includes my children, right? It's, it's not just me, but it includes Definitely. my children. And, and I had been a target a lot of times in my history. And it's because I know it's because I had little or no eye contact. And I also had a fearful energy inside of me all the time. When I was eight years old, my best friend's mother was murdered in the house behind our house oh my gosh and, and i grew up in a small town in north dakota and he went on he was a school teacher he went on to murder three four people <gasps> my parents didn't really talk about it but i got to see the i got to see the um the bullet holes um in the walls my friend ryan hid in the closet he heard his mom beg for her life and she was shot in the head and so back then they didn't we didn't talk about problems or things like that. So I started sleeping in my closet. I started having violent nightmares. Uh, That's a my, huge impact on kids' psyche. That, that yes, completely at eight years old. And, and she was just completely, she was just gone. And, and now I wasn't safe in my home anymore. So my whole life, I was afraid. And I had this fearful energy and little or no eye contact when I got afraid. And so I needed to put a stop to that. And so I decided I looked into criminals and who they target. And the, re the research is fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And I found so much information on pre-attack body indicators, on who criminals target. They go after weak, easy targets. Little or no eye contact, and I can talk about that later. Yeah, but I, it I, seems I, they know what they're looking for. They almost they're have smart. They're smart. Criminals are smart. Yeah. You know, if you had to be a criminal, you'd go after the weakest target as well, yeah. right? And, and so I decided, and then I stumbled upon situational awareness. Wow, that was like huge for me. And so I realized that, that I could come up with my own company and I tried to give it to a bunch of my friends. I'm like, I have this great idea, but I don't have time because I had four children under the age of nine and I was working for my husband's orthodontic practice at the time. I was homeschooling my kids at the time. That's awesome. We were homeschooling. Yeah. And so I had this divine energy. That's all I can say. This divine energy waking me up at four in the morning and reading books and going through research. I had no background with starting a business, a website, none of that. I, I was terrified of public speaking, but 
I put this company together and I started in a sporting store, actually a Shields uh, sporting store. And I, I started I setting you. up classes. Yeah. And I, I uh, invited my friends and family and that's who first started coming. And then it just grew and people started talking. And then I was getting hired by large corporations and they would ask me for my, my speaking agreement. And then, you know, and what I would charge. And so I used to be, you know, an ICU nurse making, I think $20 an hour, maybe saving lives. And then I would have to come up with a, you know, a fee for these large corporations. And it was, it was hard for me to justify. Sure. Saying what I was worth, but, um, it just kind of grew. But I now it, so. I would say it's invaluable. I don't think you can put a price on some, <laughs> on that information. Go back in a little bit for me. Let's unpack a little bit on, um, just when you were doing your research, you know, reading those things of sort of, you know, what the predators are looking for and things like that. How did that start to formulate in your mind? Like, you know, kind of like the list and like trying to now speak out and what people should look for, what, what kind of things. Um, right. So, ask? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then also when I was looking into self-defense uh, options, I found Krav Maga and then I found, you know, martial arts and then guns. And and I had been a concealed carry gun owner since the age of 21 because of my extreme fear. Yeah. And, but I, I thought that who wants to be in a fight, right? So I did learn Krav Maga after this event because I, it literally changed my life. But I thought, okay, I need to know more. So there was a study done in 1984 called the Grayson Stein study. And they studied thousands of criminals and they said, okay, out of all these people walking in this video, who would you target? And in less than seven seconds, all the criminals picked the same targets. Wow. They weren't, they weren't just women either. They were men as well. And it was not based on their their race or anything like that or the culture. So we're talking body language. Body language. They, they were just like animals. Humans are just like animals. So they picked slow walkers, people with little or no eye contact. They picked people that had kind of an unusual gait. Uh, in today's world, they would have picked somebody on their phone, right? Somebody who's define like unusual gait, somebody that maybe looks like they're limping, perhaps, or perhaps, yes, yes, somebody that doesn't. You you need to walk in a with a fluid, organized motion if you can. Um, get aggressive, if, like, or at least right with with, with your, intention. With your shoulders back, your head up, you're scanning around. You're not looking down. If you see somebody that frightens you. With your eyes, you say, I see you. I know who you are, not me. It's not an aggressive stare, but it's a confident stare. They also admitted that they would not go after somebody that looked organized, right, and had strong eye contact. Even Ted Bundy admitted to not going after women with strong eye contact. Really? It me yes, it means that you are a fighter. They don't want to fight. These criminals just want the easiest target that they can go after. They want to just steal, you know, from the easiest target. So, but I feel that very... I feel as women, though, um, we almost, you know, don't have that strong sense of making eye contact. We kind of just kind of invert into us. So how do you learn something like that? How do you how do you teach, you know, just saying make eye contact can still be sort of intimidating, especially in a public place. Like, how do you ingrain that in your head to do that? You just have to practice it. You really do. You just you need to learn more and you need to just learn more about how how to keep yourself safe. And once you learn who these criminals are. Also, I teach how to spot criminals. You will pick out the criminals in the store. You will pick out the criminals on the street. They are so easy to spot once you know who, once you know how to do this. 
but it's it's all in your stance and and we teach you how to change your body language too right but most of the time you know i say okay if you're walking down the street and you see somebody who's just loitering right like when is the last time you had time to just hang out sarah never streets and <laughs> never <laughs> okay so so cro- you know cross the street or go into a store or you know there there's all these different ways that you can avoid these people right you make you you create space and you create distance from these people but like I mentioned earlier all of the people that are distracted on their phone how do we get them to look up from their phone like everyone seems so distracted or they or they are you know not making contact they just want to be left by themselves or kept in themselves how do we you know encourage them to look up well that that's why i created a lot of videos to help with this um Sometimes people just need to see some scary videos to realize like, oh, this could happen to me. And right, not everybody wants to think about, you know, getting cancer or losing their job or being attacked. None of that, none of that is fun, but you have to plan for things like that. You have to prepare because the people that prepare with the correct mindset, they go back into their mindset and they're like, oh, this is a, this is a bad guy. I know what to do. I'm not going to freeze. I'm not going to comply. Sometimes you have to comply depending on the situation. But, um, you know, you know exactly how to respond in these situations. And unfortunately, 80% of all people who take a self-defense class have been robbed or have had something happen to them. Which is why they're in a class. Yes, but that's why, and and that's what I deal with, with corporations. A lot of the times, most of them have had something happen. I had a large music company call and wanted my training, and I asked, how they found me. And they said, well, their music producer was followed home by a homeless man and was murdered. She was 35 years old and she was murdered. She had AirPods in, so she wasn't listening. She didn't, I saw footage of the video camera. She didn't close the door behind her, right, into her apartment. She walked all the flights of stairs, not not hearing. You don't wear AirPods. That's mm-hmm. one of the things too. You have to hear, you have to look behind you. And he followed her all those stairs, but um, she screamed for an hour and 40 minutes and the police arrived two hours later. So, Oh my God. 30, 35 years old, beautiful, wonderful woman. And so it's, so it's, it's simple things like just, you have to pay attention to your surroundings. Most people don't realize that the lack of situational awareness, accidents are the number four cause of death in America. It used to be number three, but COVID, you know, moved in. So it's it's simply like just paying attention, not looking at your phone. You're not going to get hit by a car or you're not texting and driving or you're not calling off letters. Just paying attention makes you a better person because you might see a pregnant woman who, with a child, you know, in tow, try to open a door and she can't get the door open. You're the one running to assist her and open the door. You're the one who sees an old man who fell down in the parking lot. Now you're helping this old man up. It's it's just about being a good human and our yeah. our grandparents our grandparents used situational awareness they paid attention sure and being in the moment being present in the moment being present in the moment is huge right? and it's almost like situational awareness is almost like situational preparedness you may not use what you know but you're prepared in case something like that um you know comes across your path right you're looking for the things you're seeing you're trying to see everything that's going around you and that it can be invaluable depending on your the situation. Oh, absolutely. And and another thing I always train is know where all the exits are, wherever you're at, right? Um, if if there's an active shooter, you know, there are no rules when there's an active shooter, right? You can go out the back of a kitchen 
if there's an accident. Absolutely, yeah. You can go over the concert stage and go out. And also when you're on the street walking, okay, can you run around a car and use a car as a barrier from this person who's trying to get you? And right now in urban areas, it, I, I can tell you so many stories, but um, unfortunately the homeless and the people addicted to drugs and the problems that it is causing for all the hybrid workers is unbelievable. So they are now going back to work and there's not as much police force as there used to be. So they are having to protect themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned knowing where all the exits are. Uh, growing up as a daughter of a police officer, not only would, you know, always know where the exits were. Uh, my dad would always make sure if we were in a restaurant or somewhere, he was always facing the main entry point of the door just to see, you know, who's coming in, who's going, things yeah. like that. And even just that technique alone, I grow up and I, I do the same thing. And maybe, yeah, and I maybe don't know exactly what I'm looking for, but I know enough to be like, I'm going to watch the door and this is what, you know, it just, those kinds of things, just those yeah. simple, easy things that you can just do. Um, right. You know, might might make a difference. Definitely. Right. It does. And you can, you know, the criminals stare at their intended target, whether whether it's a purse or a bag or a person. Right. They're staring. So I always say watch the eyes. So there are pre-attack body indicators. So a person is not just going to go from not staring at something to taking it, you know, with their arms trust, their legs trust. You know, they're usually staring it down. Then they're clenching their jaw, their hands can be clenched, unclenched. You know, there, there's all sorts of things that you can see. And then a big thing I teach is intuition. Intuition is the highest form of intelligence. And so if you feel like something is wrong, if you see some, someone and you think that person is a bad person, they probably are. They've yeah. done studies on just showing pictures to people and they'll say, good person, bad person. And I think it was like 99% or something accurate that the people could oh. pick just on their micro expressions and their their appearance. So I always say to my students, if somebody does not seem right or you just get this weird feeling, you have to trust your intuition. You have to. That's incredible. That's 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 so incredible. So talk a little bit about sort of the actionable things um that one might do just um like i was explaining to you when we first got on you know we go to a lot of homeschooling events and i have moms around and you know some of them do have young kids but some of them have older kids too but they don't seem to be very aware of you know what's going on around them what kind of things can you know we talk about when we're in that kind of situation that might help them wake up and pay attention yeah, well, the, I mean, the first thing is a lot of people think that crime just happens in a dark alley at two in the morning. That's not true, right? Right. And so a lot of these bad people, they're in an environment where children are. So they're, they are hanging out at parks. They, they're in all sorts of environments where it's easy to take someone. Um, so first of all, know where fringe areas are. Fringe areas are where most crime happens, okay? So restrooms are a huge fringe, fringe area. Rest areas, playgrounds. In and out of your car, parking lots, parking garages are terrible. Uh, parking garages are where most um, rape happens from people that, that doesn't know the other person, okay? Because they, they know that there are cameras in there for the most part. They know they're very dark. Um, so actionable steps. As a parent, if you have a child under the age of, and I would say even 12, depending on how old your child is, you need to talk to them about, you know, about it's not stranger danger because people people think well it's just a it's it's a scary looking guy or a scary looking woman because it can be a woman they're 
they're often not scary looking. And so you need to, and I have a whole guide on this. Um, you need to have a plan in place. You need to watch your child like a hawk. You need to tell your child not to talk to anybody that they don't know, right? And I have a whole list of things. But one thing that uh, families can do is they can have a code word. So if they're walking into the mall or into the store and all of a sudden I might, our family's code word is Cobra because I don't ever use the word Cobra. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to accidentally say that, right? Right. If I say, I say Cobra, the girls know to come to me. They're older now, but they used to come to me, put their hands on my back. So I knew exactly where they were and they followed everything I did. And they knew that there was something coming and that they had to pay attention. Wow. And so there's, there's all sorts of things you can do. Um, but it's, it's important that you know how to, you know, park, you know, at, at the stores, like always park closest to the store because that's where the video cameras are. That's where most foot traffic is. Uh, I always say, put your groceries in first, then load your children and last because if somebody tries to steal your car and now your your children are in the car with them so mm -hmm. keep your children on you don't be so worried about putting your kid in the seatbelt. if you, you are freaked out you put that baby right on your lap and you drive away drive away you just you just shove your kids in the car no seatbelts in the car lock the door you're hey, driving off. Mm -hmm. drive off into a spot where you can get out and then safely you know put them in that's that's a that's a great piece of gold right there just to know just to give yourself permission to do that yes. because we're so indoctrinated to make sure they're buckled make sure they're in there like if you can't do you just drive like you said that's a really good piece of advice right there right and and it's always you know there's there's usually exit plans and, and ways to get away from somebody so it's always you know bad things happen to good people unfortunately so you got to get out of the mindset that nothing is ever going to happen to you i i hope it doesn't but here's the other scary thing there have been um, multiple reports done and 10 to 20 percent of the american public admits to being an opportunistic predator that means if if they can get away with the crime they will they will do it so what is the chance that you will pass you will cross the path of an opportunistic predator it's Pretty probable high. in your lifetime, very probable. So you should probably know how you should, you know, how you should respond to these people and what you should do in the first place, because the criminals also admit to a strategy. Number one, they target the person weak, distracted, you know, just wearing high heels, not, you know, looking like they can't walk. And, and for women, I always say, wear running shoes when you get to a restaurant or wherever you have to go to get dressed up. Then put your high heels on in that place. But then now when you're walking back to your car, put your running shoes on. Um, another thing is don't try not to walk alone if you can. Uh, you're all more, more of a target. So if you're walking to work and you have nobody to walk with, I always say to my clients, hey, if there are people walking that they look like they're going to work too, just say, hey, can I join you? Can I walk with you guys? They're going to say yes, right? Especially if you look like, quote unquote, an, a normal Sure, person that's sure. trying to get to work. But then the second thing is they get into pos position. So a criminal tries to get close to you. Do not let people into your personal space. And especially since COVID, we know that five feet or less is for friends. Two feet or less is for, you know, an intimate partner, sure. um, your family. So if they're approaching you, you know, hand out. This is, this is a universal sign for stop with your palm out. They don't have to speak English. That means stop, right? Blade your body. To kind of turn your body, have your feet staggered. This is one of two things. You can either run quicker. If they would try to push you back, it's harder for you to fall. Um, you can kick the person and then move to your left or right. Um, and this kind of makes people look like, because 
if they would run at you and push you down, it takes away like 60% of the blow. So moving to your left or right, don't ever back up, but moving to your left or right, blading your body, having that stance, they, they know that you probably have some type of training. They're probably okay. going to go ask somebody else. But then... The well, it probably throws them off too, just the movement itself. They're it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the third thing is uh, they test you. They ask you a question. And it's for one of two things. They'll say, hey, can I get directions to the store? Or, hey, can I have the time of day? It's one, of two, one to distract you before they steal. Or two, to see if you're compliant. If you answer their question, it means you're compliant. It means you're an easy target. Gotcha. And so then they go on to the, the final step. What do you recommend they respond with instead? Instead of being, you know, trying to offer them directions, what do you recommend they say? Stay get away from me? I can't help you. Just, I can't. Yep. I can't help you. I don't have tact. Your hand is up. You're, you're Now you're creating distance. You're not getting close to that person. You're creating distance from that person. Wow. Yeah. And you, you need, you need it's just, it's, um you know, a closed ended statement. You, you don't want to ever be caught on the street giving cash to homeless because now you're definitely a target. Everybody's now, you, now you're, yeah. Now everybody's watching you. Everybody's seeing this. Wow. So talk a little bit to, um, as a woman own owning this business, how, how do you know, you talked a little bit about, um, not knowing that where this would go and talking in shields. So how did this, like you've built this great empire. And like you said, you're speaking to corporations. And um, I believe I read that it's uh, due to you that we have this national day of awareness. Right. Yes. I started the first ever national situational awareness day. That's I, amazing. Yeah. And, and situational awareness was first developed in world war two. And the person who developed it said it was more important than knowing martial arts or guns because you can avoid the conflict most of the time you're not you're not in a fight right and so it's it's i thought it was really important and i had never heard of situational awareness before until i started um my company and so that's why i started the day but yeah it just completely grew i i decided that the number one way um to influence people is by emotional storytelling sure and so i thought what better way to do this than by creating video? So I created a video and I created this video because this young girl, her name was Drew Shadeen. She was taken from a mall parking lot at like 3.30 on a Saturday. In the afternoon. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she was on the phone. You know, this was years ago. And so at that time, years, years ago, they said to go with somebody, right? If they had a gun or a knife. In today's world, you don't go. You don't go. You Kick, scream, fight, whatever you can get to get away. Right. You get away. I always say to my clients, if they were going to kill you, they would just walk up to you and shoot you or stab you. Mm -hmm. If they're telling you to go somewhere, go with them, they're probably not going to try to kill you in that public area. Right. Right. So uh, it was really, they, they looked for her, I think, for like two weeks, but um, a sex offender had murdered her. And oh my God. I won't get into all the violence of it. It was terrible. But it really, really affected me. And I kept thinking about Drew when I, during my business, you know, creating my business. And so I developed a video that showed how fast somebody can pick somebody up and throw them in a trunk of a car. And what are we because, talking? Seconds? Mere seconds? Yeah, seconds. Because, you know, this person was on their phone and, and, um, that video went viral and it went all over. I mean, it just went crazy. I got a call from somebody in Hollywood. I mean, I just, instantly our company just blew up. And so that's kind of what really launched us even farther. So 
currently I create custom videos for different corporations. Um, my biggest one right now is Grubhub Delivery Partners. Oh, so I, yeah. I create custom custom video for them. How do they stay safe, right? When they're out delivering food, what can they do? Um, so it's it's been fun. It's It's been really fun just thinking outside of the box because not all corporations want to talk about any type of, you know, Krav Maga or how to fight or anything like that, or they don't want to talk about pepper gel or different type of thorough. Probably a liability for them. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can see delivery drivers. Are, what is the uh, response or the reaction when you're having these corporations? Because like me, I'm hanging on your every word. Is it like, do you have people that want to know more and, and continue to like take your classes? Are they intrigued of what you're saying? What's the response? Oh, they love it. Be, because they, you know, most of the time I get emails saying, hey, you saved me from something. Wow. This guy, this guy just came up and he was asking me a question. And I knew he was probably just going to rob from me. I, I just got away from him. And she said my old self would have answered his question. My old self would have, you know, looked, diverted my eyes, you know, all these different things. So, yeah, the, the corporations absolutely love it. And especially people that that are, like I said, in urban areas like Seattle L.A., um, Manhattan, Chicago. I mean, it is a danger zone in these downtown areas. To say the least, for sure. Yeah, to say the least. Right. So, yeah, they they love the training. Um, I know the uh, Grubhub has been very happy. They're licensing my videos again for another year. So the videos are going over very, very well with their delivery partners. So I'm excited about that. I, I love, I mean, I, sometimes I can't believe how I started this company sure. how far it has gone, but I, I really believe in karma and I believe that my intention was to save, save lives. And I know I have. Definitely. Definitely. And what's it been like, you know, going all over the world and speaking on this? Is it, is you have different reactions in different countries, maybe, maybe, um, or is it kind of the same universally? So I, I don't necessarily speak all over the world. I'll do webinars where I, I might be um, in 18 different countries, right, where they have people in 18 different countries. So one thing I don't do is I don't like to travel. So I, I will send my affiliates if, I, if somebody wants to hire us and travel somewhere. I mostly do webinars. But uh, I also sell online training. So that's kind of where I sell all over the world. I'll develop training for different corporations. They might be in a different country like Mexico. Um, so then I just, uh, I have videos and translators that can translate everything. That's amazing. Spanish. And do you find like, besides the, the states, are there other countries that are wanting this information as well, as much as somebody like me would? Uh Mexico is a big one. I can't tell sometimes when people buy the online training where they're, I don't know where they live. Uh, Italy is a big one. I have a guy in Italy that um, does a lot of self-defense that uses my program. There are, there are different people out there I know that are using my program, my online training program, but I don't know some of the countries. Lebanon is sold to kind of, I had a chart at one point when I was like putting down all the different countries. Sure. So Yeah. And you talk about your videos, are, is they, are they broken down to like somebody like me or a homeschooling group that would benefit from some of the- Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's why people find my training very valuable because I don't have any military background. I don't have any law enforcement background. I am just a mom that has made this real world training. Street smart safety is what I call it. And so after you watch my videos, and most of them are real short, 
um, you will know exactly what to do and you'll you'll learn from those videos. That's fantastic. And you you spoke a little bit about um, you don't um, want to be in the fight, right? That you want to be able to avoid getting into the fight. But do you recommend, especially as a, as a woman, to have some sort of um, MMA, you know, some sort of jujitsu or Krav Maga? Should, should that be yes. something that you should go yes. through just anyway? Yes, women women need to be strong. And I remember, and I'm sure, were you ever taught how to fight when you were growing up? Yeah, my, my dad would. Okay, your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah police officer. Yeah. All right, it's a cool dad. I wasn't taught how to fight. So when I first started taking Krav Maga, and this is in my training, I do teach people where the weak areas on the bar, on the body are. Because sometimes if you can't get away, it's important to know how to palm strike somebody in the nose, right? Sure. Um, I even teach... And that's technique. That's a very precise move. Yeah. Right. Because you're not going to punch somebody with your fist. You have 26 small bones. You're going to break your hand. But if you palm strike somebody in the nose, that hurts like heck and you can get away. Sure. Um, also, I, I teach to stick your fingers in somebody's eyeball if you had to, because unfortunately, I know of all the stories of the women who did not live and they had skin under their fingernails mm -hmm. and they just didn't know. We're clawing. Going to the eyeballs. Yeah. Going to the eyeballs. Uh, you know, kick somebody in under the kneecap. It takes 15 pounds of pressure to break their knee. Um, there's all sorts of the solar plexus. So I, I do teach Krav Maga. I do teach, uh, I have an online um, platform. It's like six minutes. It shows you how to get out of a hold. If somebody grabs you, you don't pull back. There's ways you can get out of a, a wrist release. Um, these are important skills to know, and it's very empowering once you know these. And I always say, I am not a Krav Maga black belt in anything. I, I took classes, and but it's, it's important that just like I'm not an Olympic swimmer, right? Right. Uh, I, I still know how to swim, but I sure women women need to know um, how to fight. And then also the other big thing with women is they carry pepper spray around. That doesn't work. They're buying pepper spray at Walmart or some junky store, and these do not work. We have tested almost every pepper spray and pepper gel out there. Saber Red pepper gel is the best one. It's what law enforcement trusts their lives with. So, and is that something that a, a civilian can go in off the street and oh, buy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can buy that from Amazon or directly from. We're right. we're in California. I just always think they probably have it locked up somewhere. It's not readily available because you're coming from North Dakota, right? Right, right. And so, like New York, I just spoke in New York. You have to buy the pepper gel at a gun store i believe okay you can only buy it there so i don't know what the rules for california you know, what size you can carry on you i'd have to look into that sure i did I, 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 yeah yeah and i also like tactical flashlights because you can temporarily blind somebody in the day or nighttime so if somebody scares you you're walking to your car it's just a quick in their eyes it scrambles their eyes so they can't see so flashlights are a good self-defense tool as well yeah, if you have a way to carry a mag light, that'll do some damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's just amazing what you're doing. Um, do you have a special, you know, family or story that you've come across through your time doing this and something that's just stuck out? I know you mentioned somebody had emailed you and they said that these things help save their life. But do you have, you know, a, a story or a family that maybe had to have done that since you've started all this? Oh, yeah. I have a, a lot of people that reach out to me and say, you know, it's mostly it's mostly women and sometimes men that they saw somebody or they saw a criminal and they moved across the streets or, yeah, a lot of 
children as well, but mostly women say, my daughter would never listen to me about her phone until I showed her the trunk video. The video. It's called, are you, are you distracted? And then once they see the videos, they start paying attention. Wow. The, teen the teenagers do. And I know how that is where your children sometimes don't listen, you know. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said you had four, right? I have three. So right. yes. Sometimes yeah. it. So, and that's so, I mean, sometimes you don't want to scare them and you certainly, I, I wouldn't want to fear monger, but sometimes you have to, to get their attention. Sometimes you have to be like, Hey, wake up. If you're not going to listen to me, watch this and see how quickly it can happen. Right. Yeah. And, and it's also, you know, mothers in stores, they have to watch their child. They yeah. have to the whole time. Sometimes I see where these mothers are not paying attention to their child at all. And it'd be so easy for somebody to just grab them. And unfortunately, we're living in a time where we're even here in North Dakota, some man grabs a teenage boy in Walmart and tried to take him. Wow. And so, like, I, I guess I always say that people ask me, what, well, what are the statistics that something will happen to you? I don't know all of those statistics, but I do say if it happens to you, it was a hundred percent chance sure. that it happened. Sure. And now you, now you can't go back because Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? We have, it's a pyramid and we have food and water on the bottom and shelter overhead. Then safety and security is the second level. And then we want to make it all the, all the way to the top to self-actualization, your best self. I can a hundred percent say that for me, because I was always so scared, I don't think I ever got to be my best self, right? Because I always had this fear when I was out in town or I had this underlying fear that something was going to happen to me and it definitely affected me. Uh, so it's important that you don't feel afraid in your life. And if something happens to you, you can go from self-actualization all the way back down to safety and security, that second tier again, and you have to somehow get out of that. You have to have counseling and build up your build it back up. again. Yeah, you have to build it back up. And uh, the father of yoga said that there are 24 soul, qual soul qualities to live the best life. And the number one soul quality is fearlessness. Wow. To live, to live your best life. Because how many people are held back by fear, right? I get, 100%. I get emails. People, there are some people out there that don't even leave their house. They are too afraid to go to the store. And so, of course, I see the, the very, you know, the other end of it where most people don't see all these really bad things, but I, I do get to hear it and see it. That's incredible. And you think just to help them just empower themselves just a little bit, just a little bit might change the dynamic of the life that they're living. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we all have self-limiting beliefs, right? So I almost didn't start Pretty Loaded because I was so fearful of public speaking. So public speaking is like one of the top fears. Wow. I don't, yeah. And I don't, but you overcame that. I mean, this is. I did. And I did. I did with, um, I had to do a shot of tequila a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. that. And that's like, yes. that, that's so embarrassing. No, not but, at all. Yeah. But, and I, I did the power pose, right? I held yeah. the power pose and because it changes, it increases your testosterone. It decreases your stress levels. But I kept saying to my husband, like, I. And I think it goes back to high school. I wore a back brace in high school. I had a really high voice. I still have a high voice, but my science teacher would inhale a balloon in front of the whole class and say, hi, I'm back and make fun of me and make fun of my voice. So oh, that's terrible. Like, like, how do you, you, sometimes you go back thinking that you're not, you know, like people are shocked when, when they hear me say I was terrified of public speaking, 
But interestingly enough, sometimes the things that you're most fearful of are the things that you're the best at. That's incredible. And and my husband said to me, he goes, Beth, I don't care. You you have you are saving lives. I don't care what you think you look like or sound right. like. Yeah. It, your, it is your message. It's your and your mission. You're on my mission. Yeah. Yeah. And so I quickly got over that and I quickly put the tequila away. I'm like, I'm <laughs> No, I love that's real. That's messy. It's real. Yeah. There talk, you go, messy. About, yeah, it is. Um, talk a little bit, just that moment um where maybe you felt not fearful anymore. Was it after you did the Krav Maga? Was it when you started doing your research? Like at what point were you like, you know, that big deep inhale and like, I'm I'm not afraid. What, when did that come to fruition for you? Okay. That came after I started my whole course and lecturing and just bringing things together. And I'm an out of the box thinker, right? I want to make things real, but it happened when one time I was in the Hobby Lobby and I saw this guy and he was a lot of these creeps are in stores where moms go, moms with children, right? Sure. They just want to, they want to touch them or they want to see them. And I remember this guy just staring down my daughter and I confidently just stared him down. Like, don't you e even think about it. Like I was oh, the energy, the energy. mama bear comes out. Yeah. yeah. And that was not my old self. My old self would have just diverted my eyes and hurry up kids. Let's like get moving. Let's, you know, quickly run to the car. Yeah. So I just, I just know how to handle myself. I know what to look for. I know, I know when somebody is a true threat or not. But that so, took time to build the, that's it, it did. Up, it right? did. Yeah. Yeah. It did. But I would just say, you know, after going through the videos, after going through my training, after I'm putting yourself in different scenarios, once you start to see this and you start to develop the mindset, it's so easy to see. It's easy to know this is the way you should be acting when you're out in public. This is how you respond to somebody that says that. How many times has something happened to you where somebody says something really rude and then you go home and you're like, why didn't I respond? Exactly. Yes. So many. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Yeah. But now when you have the mindset, you know, oh, this is what I see. This is what I'm going to do. It's just, it just comes to you. Changes. That, yeah. That's incredible. I feel like, um, like you said, practicing it and doing it over and over and over, watching the videos, being mindful of everything. Did you feel like... I don't want to say stronger, but almost like a power after like your first class of Krav Maga or was it three classes in or was it like, or were you just immediately like, this is it. I know my thing. Uh, after my first class of Krav Maga, it felt, oh, wow. so, it felt so good to hit those dummies. It just, it, it just like, I must release oxytocin or something, but also as women, you need to practice your back off you know you, you need to have a command presence most women don't have that strong voice right and no and now are you dealing with somebody who's on drugs and doesn't even know what the hell you're saying so now that you have to transition to nike right i say i get the heck out of there <laughs> um yeah uh so it all of that just finding your voice so in classes i make the clients yell back off you know sorry sir i can't help you you know just just you have to be strong and a lot of women have to practice doing that and Definitely. in classes they're just so timid they just sound so timid and they have to they might just need to practice that at home and it feels That's, good once you yeah. can do that oh i bet <laughs> i bet <laughs> when you no longer have like the you know we're all taught you know be polite you know be courteous be but sometimes they're just you that's not the situation to be right and like you were saying when you right. start to know those predators you know when to, you know, be polite and kind or not. 
Right, exactly. And there's something called the truth default theory. And most people, when they meet a stranger, they assume it's a good person. Mm. It's not, not true. Uh, they might judge them on their looks or on just the fact that they think they're a nice person. When it's a stranger, you need to be skeptical of every stranger that comes up to you. And women need to hear this. Stop being nice to people who are asking for something. Now, I'm not talking about an 80-year-old grandmother, sure. grandfather, sure. or child, but I'm talking about why did this person pick you on the street? Why did he come up to you? What did you, what did you do wrong? I mean, don't trust strangers at all, anybody that you don't know. And I know that, you know, people always come out and say, well, most bad things happen, you know, by people that are, you know, like spousal abuse or, or they know the person they created, they, it, you know, did the, the crime. That's a different type of training. Right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, definitely don't trust. <laughs> for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, um, I feel so, um, just like I said, I'm hanging on your every word. I think it's absolutely amazing what you're doing. What can they do? I know you have a huge uh, YouTube that, that you do videos. Where can they go, though? Is it just to the Pretty Loaded website if people, just individuals, want to sign up for the classes? Where can they go? Right. They can go to prettyloaded.org. And I have to ask, how did you come up with that title? I have to, because that's just a great, because, and you were talking about you don't really deal in firearms, but that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. How did you come to that title? Right. So um, loaded actually means equipped with an abundance of options I love and that. staffed with excellent players. So, and I kind of have a funny sense of humor. I thought pretty loaded was kind of, it, it did kind of take off after guns, but I, I don't do any gun training because even though I don't think everyone should have a gun, I think I'm still for the second amendment. Um, but it just means that you're going to be an excellent resource, safety resource for those, for yourself. You can protect yourself and you can pr protect those around you. My logo is actually the power pose. Um, and then, cause that's like the best you're, you ever feel is when you're doing the power pose. Right. And then a shield over your head so you can protect yourself and you can protect those around you. So that's why I came up with Pretty Loaded. I love it. I, and I, say again, because I think I might have interrupted you again, what Loaded stands for? Equipped with an abundance of options and staffed with excellent players. I love that. what means. I love and, and so, um, yeah, I thought I would just be teaching women, but that's not true. I, I'm teaching half men, half women. That's amazing. So right down the middle, that's, that's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, so they go to your website and then um, like, so we started to talk about just somebody individual or like doing a homeschool group, you know, do you have um, a way to do that? Yes. So if you wanted to, you could, you could buy the online training and you could use it for your whole, whole homeschool group. I don't care. I, I want people to know this. I want people to understand, you know, what they need to do. And so they can either buy the teen and college course, which is kind of geared just for that age group, or they can buy the situational awareness and personal safety that has all of those different things in there. But I have free child guides. You know, if if you lose your child in the mall, right, there's all sorts of things you need to talk about before. Like, when you go into a mall, you need to say, okay, if I get separated from you, go to the fish tank or go make sure they know where that area is. Or if you lose me, go to a 
woman that has a child. You, you go to a woman with another child and ask them for help. So you go through all of these different scenarios so it doesn't ever happen to you. So there's walking home from school safety guides. How does your child walk safely home from school? What can they do? Um, there's also free videos on our website and then we have a blog. But now the online training has all different videos that are not on my site and not on YouTube. Gotcha. But you can, you can still get a very good free education just on my site. I love it. Beth, you've been amazing. I'm so appreciative that you came on Everything's Messy. I hope maybe we could have you back and get into a little more specifics yeah. of, you know, different things. But this has been just such a treat for me. And I'm so grateful that you came on the show. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. 